Hey, what's up, guys? It's Ben from United Q. It's Wednesday, which means another, we have another awesome podcast to get you over hump day. I'm here with my co-host, Dan. What's up? And we are brought to you by Pro-Q, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe, and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. Pro-Q is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pit masters. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under Pro-Q Smokers. So if you're thinking about buying your first smoker, wanting to upgrade, or looking for authentic commercial smoking cabinets, etc., then check them out over at Max Barbecue. And Barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue and supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning barbecue rubs, sauces, marinades and accessories from the United States and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Regardless of how you cook, whether it's on charcoal, wood, gas or electric, the real taste of barbecue can be yours all year round. And Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation from smoking, roasting or searing. Kamado Joe is the premium ceramic grill chosen by Michelin-star chefs and barbecue enthusiasts alike. Get that real barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. You can check them out at kamadojo.co.uk and on Facebook and Twitter. Okay, and on today's show, we have Rule, officially Pitmaster X. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm great. I'm great. It's nice to be on your show. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We've um, been really looking forward to getting you on. Both big fans of your YouTube channel and watched lots of videos, so... It's great to get to actually speak to you. Yeah, that's great to hear. That's great to hear. Always good to talk some, to some fans. Uh, <laughs> I love your podcast as well. And, uh, well, we never met in, in person, but um, it's a great opportunity this way. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for coming on. And you are, we've had some American and some Australian guests, but you are our first, uh, well, mainland European guest. So, so welcome. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's a good first then. I would say. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Being from the Netherlands as well. So, uh, yeah. yeah we, actually, I have a lot of connection with uh, um, uh, UK. Uh, we get some teams over from the UK. Yeah, like yeah. And you've had Miss Piggies and a uh, bunch of swines you probably have met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All great UK people. So, uh, yeah, we're both we're really good friends with... Uh, both both teams. So, so yeah, we've had a bunch of swines on the show, and we've also. I'm currently speaking to Scott from uh, Miss Piggies at the minute, trying to get him on. Obviously, yeah. the the majority of the well, the season's sort of finished, and uh, and things are sort of calming down. But he's assuring me that he's still pretty busy up until Christmas. So uh, we'll probably get him on after Christmas. But but yeah, it'd be cool to chat to him. Yeah, that that's cool because uh, those teams they do such a great job. This course so well, and uh, yeah, I think you should, you guys should be proud of having uh, those teams coming from the UK. Definitely, yeah, definitely, they've both yeah. just been over to America and done really, really well over in America at the Royal and the Jack. So, fantastic yeah. reps for the UK, and and uh, and yeah, and also well, talking about Holland, just massive reps for the uh, the barbecue competition scene. You guys are absolutely smashing it over there, and and have so many competitions now throughout the year. Uh, it's fantastic to see. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, um, uh, Harry Havenga. I don't know if you uh, ever had the chance to meet him, but he's uh, not yet. But but we are talking to him at the minute. Ah, yeah. You definitely have to get him on as well. He's uh, he's a great guy. He's really uh, KCBS guy, kind of guy, 
and uh, and he's a really good representative of uh, KCBS in Europe. He actually uh, started his own uh, barbecue competition. In, uh, yeah, yeah, which is the biggest one in in Europe. Uh, like sixty yeah. plus teams now, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Around sixty teams. Yeah, but currently there's another one who's uh, becoming bigger than that. Okay. And uh, yeah, there's a German guy who also wants to, uh, or wants to, he's doing a really good CBS contest as well. It's Who uh, Pot Barbecue. Okay. And uh, and that's that's huge, huge as well. Awesome. But, but uh, I really love the way that. Um, yeah, uh, there almost every weekend we uh, we're getting uh, KCBS competitions, and uh, there's always <laughs> one or two events uh, that you can go to on barbecue. So uh, definitely makes our lives rock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, so, rule, rule. Do you do you compete yeah. as part of a team? Are you are you have you ever competed, or or do you go as and uh, and try the foods, chat to the people there, or or what do you get from the uh, competitions? Well, I definitely try and get out there as much as uh, possible. Um, for me, connecting with uh, the KCBS competition uh, guys is very important because, uh, yeah, they're the biggest part of uh, the barbecue scene uh, um, and the biggest representative. So um, connecting them with uh, with them is always really great. Uh, of course, they're just uh, as crazy as bar- uh, about barbecue as I am. So it's always uh, good to talk to them. Uh, myself, I haven't competed since 2010, and it wasn't a KCBS competition, but it was a Dutch barbecue championship. And uh, I also won that one with, uh, together with another pitmaster from the Netherlands and a guy from Germany. And, um, yeah, that, that was really great to become the Dutch barbecue champion. But then there were, I think, about 10 teams or 12 teams or something like that. So... It's no compare, comparison to uh, what's going on today. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, I can't compare in the numbers, but I'm guessing like back then it was just a different scene as well, though, wasn't it? So being at the top of that that little ladder at the time must have still been a big achievement. Yeah. Um, at that time, there were more culinary people involved. It was more of uh, restaurants branching out and culinary people branching out or uh, butchers. And nowadays, it's really about barbecue enthusiasts. But uh, back then, it was uh, it was a lot of fun to be competing at that. It, it wasn't it wasn't easy to win. That's not like it was uh, only having uh, ten teams because still then the the quality of the food put out there was really really great. So um, yeah, still still an achievement of which I am proud of. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so what, what's but, uh, your what's your background, Rui? Are, are you a chef? Yeah, because well, I see a lot of your videos and some of the techniques and stuff that you use do do seem pretty chefy. So do you have a, any sort of chefy background at all? Um, uh, no, no chefy background. Uh, uh, when I went to uh, to school, I did work in a, in a steakhouse. I, d- I did catch a little bit of the fires there for meat, <laughs> but um, no, no, no chefy background. Um, I think. Most of it, it's uh, self-taught, and uh, yeah, just uh, working with guys who are re- really experienced and willing to teach you things. That's uh, that's the, the way I learned. Yeah, well, not not to like down talk any sort of uh, professional chef training or anything, but it seems like a lot of well, a lot more now. It's like sort of rise of the self-taught chefs and and the way the world's becoming, how small it's becoming with stuff like YouTube. The videos that you produce, videos that lots of other people produce, uh, 
podcasts like this show and and so many tv programs it's it's very easy now a lot easier than it ever has been to pick up something like cooking and 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 stuff like that so i do think that it's sort of a riser at the minute of the uh of the self-taught self-taught chefs and the and the standard is of of home cooks is is becoming so much higher than what it's ever been i think yeah i think that uh that the most people uh at a certain point, they make a conscious decision that uh, they taste real great food and they eat they eat things at uh, their friend's house and they say, wow, this tastes so good. I want to be able to make this at home. And then decide that they're going to try it themselves and, uh, and then find out that they are capable of creating something that delicious and then asking themselves, why won't I make it next weekend as well? And then they try it two, three times. And from there, they say, I'm going to make something different. And from that, it grows and grows. And uh, it's not only on the barbecue, it's in the kitchen. Um, uh, I think people are getting away from the easy meals uh, and the quick meals. Of course, they want to have them uh, in the week, uh, during the week. But in the weekend, they just want to have some time uh, preparing a great meal because family appreciates it. Uh, your friends appreciate it. You feel appreciated and you get to eat uh, good food and um, well the knowledge is no longer in the kitchen the knowledge is out there it's on youtube it's uh, on facebook everybody shared it just prepared and yeah i think that uh, uh, that's really great that's a big big benefit of uh, social media these days definitely massively i think it's completely changed completely changed the world and, and especially the the food world we've we like you said, see stuff that I could cook something tonight and share it with someone on the spot and, and inspire other people. I get inspired. Most of my inspiration comes from social media of some sort. And uh, I mean, obviously, I go out places. I like to travel and I like to try food all over the world. But we can't always be traveling and we can't always be in restaurants eating and nice places eating. So a lot of your inspiration nowadays does come from social media and from people talking to you, chatting to you seeing what they're cooking so so yeah what, what made you start making the youtube videos and what what made you start your youtube channel because it's it's a huge success some of the videos have a few hundred thousand views and and i mean that's amazing yeah well uh, uh i got a long story and i got a short story luckily we have an hour <laughs> <laughs> no um just kidding. I, uh, uh, well, I, when I came uh, a barbecue champion, uh, the Dutch barbecue champion in 2010, um, for me, there was a point where there was no return from barbecue because yeah, it's such a, uh acknowledgement of what I, the knowledge that I had and the, the, the skills that I've uh, got it. Um, and at one point, uh, um, smartphones were getting uh, more normal and normal. And at a certain point, I decided to um, to record uh, um, uh, a turkey cook on the web. And this was during uh, during Christmas with my uh, my family, my parents' house. And um, it was kind of fun. And I just placed it on YouTube with uh, with kind of a thinking in my mind that. Uh, I, uh, I just put it on there, see what people think of it, and yeah. share it in the in the Dutch barbecue forum. And people actually loved it, and 50 people watched it. And I was so amazed by that that I could put something on the internet and uh, without really promoting it or 50 people watched it. I thought, oh, wow, that's amazing. And uh, I wanted to share more. 
and I started from there and uh, at a certain point I realized that uh, a lot of people were watching my videos um, and at that time it was about one or two hundred each time I put a video out and I decided that if I wanted to be uh, serious about it I have to put a, a video out every week so I think that was about after a year that I started that and um, yeah from then it really exploded it really grew into what it is today and um, from only YouTube it switched also to uh, Facebook uh, adding Facebook uh, uh, to a platform because I don't consider myself to be a YouTuber I consider myself to be uh, someone who makes uh, video recipes and uh, do, does video reviews and uh, it doesn't matter what platform it's it's on I just like to share the content and um, well Facebook is is what YouTube is not and YouTube is some uh, is a place where you go to search things and watch things but F Facebook is much more about sharing and um, it's uh, it's amazing how videos can go viral over there yeah uh, I, I had the video which which reached 10 million people it got viewed uh, four and a half million times wow. and uh, well to achieve that on YouTube that's that's almost impossible but on Facebook it's possible so yeah uh, uh, it's an opportunity that grows and keeps keeps amazing me and uh, I think we're uh, we're not done yet in this sense uh, it will become even bigger and bigger yeah definitely so, awesome well to produce a video every week must be must be really tough I mean we've we've uh, made a few videos ourselves and we we've done a few bits like that and it's tough to to make a video, edit it, and get it all out all all in a week, and and also just coming up with the ideas. We've recently just written a a Christmas uh, alfresco, a Christmas uh, cookbook based on the barbecue. We've just written yeah. and and to develop recipes and and to to get them to the stage that you want to share them and stuff. It takes time. How do you how do you find? The, I know, obviously, I was just talking about inspiration and that um, I'm inspired to cook stuff all the time, but to be able to, to get to the point to release a video, this, this must be really hard. Uh, yeah, well, well, hard is not the right word uh, in the sense that um, uh, if you really want it, uh, achieve it, but, um, it, it doesn't feel, it, it's hard work, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't feel hard. It, it doesn't feel like... Because uh, 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 you enjoy uh, it, you're passionate about it, so, yeah. so it yeah, takes it's, that, it's, that away. Yeah, if someone offers you uh, to to drive in a Ferrari all day, uh, then you will be in it for eight hours and you won't be tired. You just enjoyed it, and and it feels like that. It's uh, when you get the barbecue, and I also like the video and like the editing. So every time it's uh, exciting. Um, so coming up with the recipes is something that comes natural to me, uh, uh, and I think that for going about it uh, already a few years now. Uh, I can come up with a recipe within two to three minutes and think, oh, yeah, I'm going to make this and that. Oh, that's great. And then I just, I don't, the, most of the time I don't even write the recipes down uh, up front. So I just make it and then afterwards I write the recipes down. Um, and then uh, the video recording, it takes time. Uh, and the editing takes time, which, uh, yeah, it's an effort. Um, but uh, it's also fun to do. Yeah. And when you get to the end result, that's the magic point eh? where you you have created your video and you're going to watch it yourself and you think, wow, 
<laughs> that, that's actually cool. So I can put it out. Uh, I can put it on. I can upload it. And then when you get the feedback and people love it, then you, yeah, it's such a great feeling to share it with everybody. You can't, it's like a virus. You can't stop uh, making videos. It becomes very important. And um, of course, I tried to optimize my workflow. Uh, I recently built a studio next to my house uh, just to reduce the amount of time I need to set up and um, yeah, prepare. So I can just, uh, when I want to, I can just light up the barbecue, get my uh, ingredients out and start cooking. Awesome. So do, are you filming and editing everything yourself? Everything myself, yeah. yeah. Right. I don't get any help. <laughs> <laughs> and do you do it as your like full-time job or do you also do a job as well? No, I, I have a I have a job. I work four days a week, and uh, it's a, it's a really great job. I work at a factory, so um, I really enjoy it as well. Um, but this is a hobby, mm -hmm. and I try to keep it that way for as long as possible, because um, consider it uh, considering it to be a hobby. Uh, it also allows me to uh, make the wrong decisions, and what I mean by that is that I don't have to make business decisions. Uh, which take away the fun. Yeah. So uh, I can uh, I can decide to spend my money on something completely stupid, uh, but uh, at the same time I have a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, money's coming in. I, uh, I'm not going to say I'm not earning any money from it, but uh, I spend uh, as much or more uh, than what comes in. So. I think that's the barbecue world all over, though. I think, isn't it? <laughs> all the yeah. competition guys would tell you exactly the same thing. Yeah, you gotta be a little bit crazy to do so to to give up your time and your weekend and uh, <laughs> and your money to uh, to do what you love. Yeah, yeah. I was. It's funny you brought up the turkey video because I was going to ask you if you can remember like what the first ever video was that you'd posted, and I'd seen it was a turkey one, and we'd both yeah. been doing turkey recipes recently ourselves, so it was quite apt that we uh, chose that recipe, and it was your first ever one. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of funny. Uh, I, w I won't forget that one. I don't recommend anybody watching it for the video. <laughs> but uh, You've come a long way since then. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's good to, to keep it up because uh, it's also a reminder where I came from and uh, where I am today. And uh, yeah, that sometimes you think, okay, uh, maybe I had enough and maybe I want to just quit for a month or two months because it's, yeah, it's kind of, uh, yeah, it takes energy. But uh, when you watch that video and see how far you came and what you achieved, then uh, it keeps you make uh, yeah, keeps you want to keep going. Definitely, we've been working on so many Christmas recipes recently. Have, have you done many other Christmas recipes or not? Uh, I've actually um, I, I did a lot of roast videos. So um, I recently did the pancetta video, which would be perfect for uh, for a Christmas recipe. Uh, the pancetta is, uh, for me, uh, one of the ultimate roasts that you could share with your family. And the flavors are insane as well. So, uh, yeah, that, that's a fantastic one, but I did quite a few. Currently, I'm not uh, as much on the season topic. I skipped the pumpkin thing uh, altogether for Halloween um, because uh, I don't find that people are... are connected to that as much as they just want to see good barbecue so um, I'm just I'm just kind of skipping the, the seasonal stuff right now <laughs> yeah so you're not going to release a Christmas special 
Nah, no, no. <laughs> Leave that to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but mo- the most followers of mine, they're just going to make uh, spare ribs or uh, a nice brisket for Christmas anyway. So um, they, I, I think they, they don't care about special Christmas recipe uh, anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Probably right, probably right. Yeah, yeah. I saw the uh, the, the Porsche uh, the Porsche recipe did look amazing. You got the awesome crispy skin on it. Cause you you removed the skin fully and then wrapped it and uh, and then you sewed it together with the uh, butcher's string. And it looked yeah. looked really good. Yeah, yeah. It, it 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 tasted even better than it looked. Yeah. Uh, when I looked at Must the footage, I was. <laughs> Yeah, when you look at the footage, and then uh, for me it's always a comparison. Does it do the the, the food any justice? Yeah. And uh, I really there, I had the feeling, oh man, uh, I didn't really get the, the end shot that I wanted in a way that that uh, it reflects the way it tasted. So it was so much better than it looked. So, you also uh, did a, another pork one recently. It was the uh, the pork belly, and that looked phenomenal. Where you sort of. Uh, you sliced the meat side up into like small cubes and, and uh, rubbed it all up and, and oh, marinated yeah, it. That, yeah. was, that looked fantastic as well. You got a lovely crispy yeah, skin what, on that as well. It was lush. Yeah, that's the one that got uh, four and a half million views on Facebook. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, yeah that's one uh, and uh, that's really great as well. For me, um, I'm kind of into pork belly at the moment. Um, yeah. Yeah, getting the skin to turn crisp is, uh, is yeah, it's, it's challenging. But there's so many ways to get it crisp, and when you, uh, it's just, uh, I think it's, it's, it shows a little skill. You need a little skill to get your uh, skin to crispen up, but you also got to play with the meat. You got you to gotta really tend to it, uh, that, that the, the, the skin dr- gets the opportunity to dry, to bubble up, and then you got to find the right moment where it bubbles up, but it doesn't burn on the outside. And uh, you want to just keep going, keep going, and he's thinking, oh, I hope I don't burn it, I hope I don't burn it. And right at the time that you think, oh, it's going to get burned, then you have to take it off. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the challenge is to get it as crispy as to that point where you, where you don't burn it. And, um, but when you do, and when, when the crackling is really crackling, I mean, uh, the neighbors uh, can hear it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you are. Th- that's the ultimate satisfaction. Then you then you achieve the ultimate pork belly. Uh, yeah. Awesome. And that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I love pork belly right now, and I love to do it. And I did kind of two videos in in a, yeah, in a sh- short period of time about it. But you can't have too much pork belly. I think so. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm with you on that one, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to uh, the Brooklyn Pit Rat. And the other day, uh, he was talking. He's getting quite the reputation, and he reckons that his best, uh, the best thing he makes, and what he's getting the reputation in New York for at the minute, isn't your your sort of uh, your standard fare of barbecue of brisket or anything. He he did place in the, I think it's like the uh, like a New York brisket competition they run, and he placed like third or fifth in that. But what he he reckons he's getting known for in Brooklyn and sorry, New York for is his pork belly. And he was describing how he cooks it and stuff. And it, it sounded fantastic, but I don't know. He finished it off in like, uh, he finished it off in, in fat. So he, t- he basically rendered down some fat and then turned the skin around and then, uh, basically finished it almost like frying it in, in the fat. So I wasn't yeah. like sure I, for me, I, I've never really needed to do that, but, I don't know. I suppose if if he feels that that gives him the the ultimate finish, then I'll definitely give it a try. 
Yeah, and uh, uh, to me, that's what barbecue is about. Uh, for me, it's uh, um, trying things and uh, always looking for new ways to to cook a pork belly. I don't. Um, when I see see someone doing things different, I just uh, like to think about it and think uh, if I can achieve the same um, or what the best way is. Uh, um, I've been looking for how to cook a steak the best way for four to five years now, and I, I still think I haven't found out because every time I, I cook a steak and I think I made it to perfection, I still wonder, can I do any better? And every time I find a way that I can do better. <laughs> so, I think so, we're both the same. Aren't yeah. we? We've, like, we're always on this like quest for the ultimate steak, and we'll, we'll eat one. Like, yeah. yep, this is the best one ever. Then the next weekend, you're like, Mm, I think yeah. this might be the best one ever now. <laughs> yeah, and that's the great thing. If you look a lot of, at my steak videos, uh, and the title says every time again, it says the best steak you ever had, and it's not a lie. Yeah, you have to put <laughs> so far. You have to put so far on the end of the title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's 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 kind of cool. And then pork belly is the same. And I think uh, for brisket or spare ribs. Um, and there's only so many uh, cuts of meat that there are um, that people are really interested in. So I, I really have to reinvent the way of cooking it and uh, the techniques. And uh, yeah, awesome. That's the mm. big part of the fun. So yeah. at the moment, what is your favorite way of cooking steak then? <laughs> well, currently, uh, 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 for me, uh, to get a good steak is to uh, get as much. Um, uh, the, the Maillard piece is, uh, yeah. uh, you want to keep it as small as possible. So you want to crunch the outside, um, but you don't want a gray area right under that. You just want equal uh, over the whole, uh, and when you cut it through, you want you want a red. I don't want it uh, uh, raw, but I just want it between raw and medium. Yep. And... Um, uh, but I don't want any gray areas in between. That's what I'm looking for. So um, the best way for now, I like to do it cast iron. So get a cast iron pan, heat it up to uh, to a, yeah. It has a nice equal heat. So give it some time to heat up, and then um, if you have a steak with, uh, for instance, a ribeye, you can cut some of the outer fat off and render that off in the pan, and then get the uh, get the crust on. Uh, and for me, uh, you can cook it then afterwards. You, you can uh, slowly cook it to temperature if you have to crust it outside. But uh, for now, the best way is to do a reverse sear and then sear it off in a cast iron pan. That's the best way. Cool. I like it. Yeah. Mm, sounds good. I, did, I still I still don't buy a sous vide yet. Yeah. I don't even have a sous vide. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I still need to venture out into that. But um so far, uh, I, uh, I like to reverse here with, uh, with with smoking and then crisping it up. Cool. Have you tried the uh, Have you tried the ProQ afterburner grill? So it sits on top of your chimney and uh, no, no, not the ProQ version, but uh, I use that technique. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, now I really like that. That gives it a really nice finish. It gets super hot, so you can get a really nice charred exterior yeah. without sort of overcooking the inside. Which is, I mean, what you're saying about you don't want to have any sort of grey after the after the charred exterior, which is which is nice. Yeah. And going back to you mentioned brisket, I'm going to talk about a video I saw recently. We had uh, the Pro Q guys, Max Barbecue guys, on recently. You're talking about the cabinet smokers, and I saw you had uh, recently got yourself one, and you cooked. Yeah. A, I saw a brisket video you did. Yeah, 
That's right. Yeah. How did you find yeah. that? Uh, well, the, the, that machine is a, a dream. Uh, yeah. If if I were a, a professional barbecue and I would serve food to people, if I would be a caterer, I would definitely get one of these. If I were a barbecue team, I would definitely get one of these. For me, it's kind of overkill, uh, but it's so cool just to show it in my uh, my videos. But this thing, you just fill it up with with charcoal, you light it, you set it to the temperature, and, and there's nothing else that you need to do. That's it. You can put your meat in, but it will stay. It will just constantly run at the temperature, and um, yeah, it, it it turns your brisket into perfection. I didn't even wrap the brisket uh, in that, that video. Uh, just to see what happened to it, and uh, it got really nice uh, brown red color, really really perfect. Awesome! It, uh, looked, it looked pretty good. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was amazing, and um, the, the brisket was really great as well. It was uh, really marbled from the beginning, so uh, it wasn't really get uh, likely to get dried out, but. Um, I think that the Pro Q guys they they really got a got a real great smoker there. They uh, they did a great job at at, at constructing this one. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And, we're, and, we're envious of it. Every time we see it, we're like, how can we justify getting one of these? <laughs> you can't. <laughs> <I know. laughs> That's always what I say. I say, uh, uh, okay, you don't need one, yeah. but you're definitely gonna want one. Yeah. It's, it's really great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. For me, uh, having a ProQ in my garden is really a privilege. Um, uh, really happy that the guys from ProQ uh, uh, landed me one to uh, to try it out, and uh, they told me I could keep it uh, for as long as I used it. So uh, I guess I'll just uh, keep using it. Using it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it hostage. Yeah. Yeah, not true. bad, not bad. <laughs> it's a yeah, good result. Yeah. yeah, if it's always yeah, hot, yeah. they can't take it away, can they? <laughs> yeah, well, they can try. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the no, other, but it, but, yeah. I was going to. I was just flicking back slightly to pork belly because of the other product that the Pro Q guys do. They flip and grate. Have you tried that yeah. one out? Is yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I, I have one, and um, I use a braai a lot as well. Yeah, uh, cool. I don't know if you've seen it in my videos, but I love the South African braai. I got one from the Home Fires braai, and that's uh, uh, I love. Uh, all, people always have these discussions about uh, using briquettes, using gas grills, using charcoal, and what's real barbecue, and uh, and I love uh, using a braai for uh, having an authentic. Uh, way to cook, and it's just cooking on w- wood fire, mm-hmm. and that's fantastic. Yeah? The, the you have the the wood fire in the center, uh, embers drop down, and you sh- you uh, you place the embers on the grate uh, underneath the grate, and you cook your food. And uh, it's more of an experience, uh, and it's more challenging as a pitmaster than just using your Weber or uh, using your ProQ. It's it's a real challenge to cook on that. Um, and and uh, that's really fantastic. And it's actually perfect for the flipping grade. You, just, you place the flipping grade on there, and you can adjust your height uh, that you have uh, from the embers. So, um, yeah, I love the flipping grade in that sense. I, I don't, uh, uh, yeah, we're in the Netherlands. I don't know how, but, uh, how it's in the UK. We are not allowed to uh, create a fire on the beach. So um, I don't think I will take it to the beach. So the 
the opportunity that I have is to put it on the Webber or uh, put it on the Bry. Cool. And uh, for me, putting it on the Bry, that's a really, uh, yeah, a really great tool for that. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. I'm struggling yeah. to like looking at your um, all your videos and all the amount of gadgets and everything that you've got. I'm like struggling to find something that you haven't got on there that I'm like. Hmm, what, what's he not tried? So is there, is there anything out there that you really want to try that you haven't managed to get your hands on yet? Uh, yeah, there's a lot out there. That, uh, <laughs> He's that, not going to say no. <laughs> no. I can't say no. No, I'm currently, I don't own a ceramic grill. It's, a, uh, it's been a big thing for me. Uh, I, I've owned a, a, a big Renek for a while, and uh, I really loved it. Um, but I currently don't own one, so I really want that. That's on my wish list. Yeah. Um, but I also always look forward to trying different stuff. Uh, like the Bry, that's really great. But uh, currently, um, uh, uh, we have something in, a, um, uh, in the Netherlands that, that it's like a bowl with a ring on the side. I don't know if you have this as well. In, in the middle, you have a wood fire, and you can cook on the ring, which is around the wood fire. And, okay. Um, but like a fire and, and a, fire bowl with like a thing over the top yeah, of it. Yeah, you have the ring on the side, and uh, um, it's like a thick steel ring, okay. and uh, you it like just swing, heats up from the, the fire. swing it across. Is it like move across, or is it? No, it's fixed? it's really uh, it's really more like a bowl, big bowl, okay. and um, uh, and a, and a ring that's on the side, and uh, you you just get to cook on it, and. Um, uh, I think the experience would be great just to cook with, with that. Uh, but really, the guys from uh, I, I don't know if you know Blake, who uh, created the Carson Rodicio. No, but, no, um, we, we've never met Blake, but but yeah, no, no of him. Yeah, and uh, if you see his product, people who come up with that stuff are are genius. They are really great because uh, every time I have I have one of these things, and um, every time when I go to an event, which uh, or friends that they ask hey can you uh, bring some stuff i just bring my uh, carson radicio put it on the weber and uh what to a lot of people is just boring weber for uh yeah the bad way that we are traditionally uh, accustomed to grilling in the netherlands becomes uh, instantly fun yeah watching your meat spin around that's uh yeah that's the best thing uh, to look at for hours so uh and I, I really, uh, really like that people keep inventing new stuff for barbecue. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's like like creating recipes. Uh, there's no end to it. Or someone will always come up with a better, a better version or a better idea. Yeah, and what's popular over here at the moment? I'm not sure if it is for you as well. Is the like, asado style way of cooking? Have you seen that? Asado. So, yeah. uh, like the big yeah, sort of cross with your meat on it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that the barbecue community knows about it, but uh, they, we don't practice it much because of the open fire uh, situation. Uh, we don't yeah, use yeah. that style a lot. Yeah, I definitely still want to to make some videos on it. Yeah, on that style. But um, yeah, I have to. Get, I have to first get the right setting where I can have an open fire. So uh, it's on my wish list as well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and and I really like to try. Um, uh, 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 Kamado Joe came up with their uh, Joe Tisserie. Yeah, I've got one of those. Yeah. yeah, I really would love to try one of those as well. Yeah, just to see really how awesome. it is. Yeah, because when I had the uh, big reneg, 
I just thought that, uh, wow, why don't I have a rotisserie on a big green egg? Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, something that you really need. Yeah, definitely, and it works so well. It fits like so perfectly. They've done a really good job on the way they've designed it and made the ring fit perfectly inside there, so it's, it locks in the, yeah. the moisture still with putting the lid down at the same time. It's just really, really great little product, actually. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that Tomato Joe is doing a good job at this at this moment. You see a lot of other um, uh, ceramic grills coming up uh, for a long time in the Netherlands, at least. Big Green Egg was the biggest one. Yeah. But you see that other uh, manufacturers are really stepping up their game, and I think that uh, I went to uh, the Spogar um, fair. I don't yeah. know if you know about this, but uh, uh, the Spogar is the largest barbecue fair in uh, Europe. And... Um, the Kamado Joe was there with uh, with all their equipment, and it just looked so well. Uh, you could lift the lid of the Kamado Joe with one pink, and yeah. uh, I think that how they managed to get that over all of the uh, the the length of opening it that that's really fantastic. I think they really did a great job on that because I have friends coming over and they picked up the lid of my uh, big green egg, and then because of the weight at the end, they just dropped it out of Ouch. their hands. And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it just hurts to watch it. Yeah. And uh, well, that that won't happen when you have a, a solution like that from Kamado Joe. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's definitely. That's, definitely. That's, uh, I think they've great. replaced their gasket as well, haven't they? On the new ones, it's now like a yeah. rubber instead. So yeah. it never yeah. needs replacing anymore. Yeah, and that top vent is now waterproof, and uh, the rain doesn't drop in from above. Yeah, they're just like all of the innovations that people have wanted. They've like got them all into the new ones. So it's really awesome. Yeah, yeah, they really seem to listen. And, yeah. and uh, that was my my one thing between the big green egg and and the Commander Joe that I I often spoke to people about was when you look at like the accessories for one, and then you look at what Commando Joe are doing to improve themselves all the time. It sort of seems like big green egg were. were the market leaders and just happy to sort of sit there at the top and weren't really doing yeah. anything. But uh, Kamado Joe have really crept up behind them and uh, and uh, doing really great work, which is which is awesome to see. Yeah, 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 and and uh, I think this is important as well because as a customer, you don't want a lazy manufacturing deciding on, on what you are going to grill. Uh, you want to to get the best tool that you can possibly get. So uh, yeah, that's always good when someone raises the bar uh, for the for the big manufacturers. Definitely, definitely. Another another video of yours that's been really popular, which like stood out to me, was your um, uni pizza oven because we both got yeah. uni pizza ovens and we love using those. And that's obviously been a popular video for you as well. So how do you get on with that? Well, um, the, the Uni is, a, is really a great uh, pizza oven. Now it's, it's, we, uh, you can use it for a lot more than just cooking pizzas on it. And um, uh, yeah, uh, I think I think that uh, here again you have someone who just came up with something, really believed in what he came up with, and pushed it just as long uh, until re- really people started noticing it. And uh, yeah. I, if you if you see uh, uh, you can put a pizza oven in your bag, bring it to your friend's house and cook some pizzas, and not have a, a big stone uh, pizza oven in your garden. And of course, that's great as well. But uh, having someone like something like that that you can bring to a friend's house, that's that's fantastic. And being able to still create that fantastic pizza, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what's not to like. Exactly, it just ticks a lot yeah. of boxes, doesn't it? I know, like having these 
the nice big beast stone ones and stuff in your garden. They really look like amazing in there, and I want one just because of the how good they look. But <laughs> but at the yeah. same time, like you said, I've taken the uni to like my mum and dad's house, or take it down to yeah. like, our friend Marcus took his to the beach with him. Like so, we we see people packing them up and taking them away, and even yeah. um, Dan brought his in into work here, and we cook pizzas on it, and within half an hour, it cooled down enough to pack it back away into the car and take it home again. Yeah. Yeah, and and it completely fits in the way that people now, if you have the ingredients ready, you can have pizza in 10 minutes. And when you're uh, having to call a pizza for a pizza, it's going to take about 45 minutes before uh, they deliver. Yeah, that's... Uh, and then uh, the, the results that you get from your homemade pizza, yeah. It's, much better. Yeah, it's so much better. And it's just insanity to order one. Yeah. If you are uh, capable of making something much better uh, yourself, definitely, definitely. I, I was, I was astounded by the quality of pizza. That it, produ- it produces fantastic pizza. It's a really good, great bit of kit. I'm, I'm over the moon with mine. Love it and uh, and use it all the time. Like you said, you can use it for so much more. Though I've really enjoyed doing like sort of uh, steaks in the sizzler pan and seafood in the sizzler pans and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I've also done like flatbreads, pita breads, and stuff like that. I just, I just absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's so much more than a pizza oven. Yeah, and uh, but it's great to uh, to if you have a kids party, uh, you get the kids to make a pizza. You just flatten the dough and they they put something on it. You throw it in the in the in the uni, and uh, yeah, the, the kids they they love it as well. So uh, they get a, a hands-on experience, and uh, uh, yeah, doesn't really matter what the pizza tastes like to them, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's so it's just so much fun to get them yeah. involved, and uh, I think that Uni is a, a great tool for that as well. Definitely, I actually I've I've seen even adults as well. I've seen uh, some caterers that I have on sort of uh, social media who've been turning up to catering events and been bringing the uh, the Uni along and actually getting the the people there to to make them themselves. So, but they've really enjoyed it. So they've made pizzas, but they've also given people. Like the, they've set up a station where they can make their own pizzas and bring them up and cook them, and and it's gone down like a a real, real good way. People have absolutely loved it. So, so yeah, uh, children and adults uh, really loving it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that, and that's a great way to get together. Right? For instance, you can uh, spend your Christmas uh, uh, putting up a big roaster or preparing for that. But if you get your family together and you're going to cook pizzas, then you have an activity. Uh, you get to talk while you do things. Everybody's having fun, and then you get to eat great, great food at, uh, at the end of it. Definitely. So, yeah. So I've, I've got a question. So, the Netherlands. Why the Netherlands? Why is why is the barbecue really boomed in Europe in, in the Netherlands? Why why are you guys? Why have you guys got so many competitions and so many teams? And why is it all happening in the Netherlands? <laughs> well, that's a hard question. <laughs> um, uh, first of all, I think that in the Netherlands we're uh, a long way from where we could be um, because in Germany it's uh, a lot more part of the culture. In Germany they, they always had at every event there's uh, a swinkbraten or uh, they're always grilling sausages and stuff like that. In the Netherlands it's, it's not like that. Um, in the Netherlands... Uh, I think it's a really big, hardcore group of barbecue fanatics. And this group is constantly growing. Um, and I think that 
that it's slowly becoming a new uh, culture. But Dutch people have always been really enthusiastic about cooking. Uh, I do think that's part of our culture. Yeah. Um, uh, if you go way back, then uh, we, we are we've always been traders. Uh, we went to the Far East to get the spices and. Um, uh, uh, if you look at old paintings and uh, people were around the table eating great food um, and still the Dutch people are a lot of, yeah, they do a lot of traveling and getting foreign food into the Netherlands and um, yeah, from there you get a culture of interest in food, interest in different ways of cooking it uh, so a lot of people are open to it and then you get just get these people who are uh, <laughs> yeah, possessed with the barbecue virus. <laughs> yeah, and I can't call it any way any other way because if you get uh, so many Dutch barbecue teams, um, and almost every Dutch barbecue team has their own competition, and uh, at yeah. least the ones who have been around for a longer time, they almost all have their own barbecue competition. So, yeah. It's yeah. awesome. It must, and sort of size-wise, it's not a huge country, so you must be able to. I mean, like the getting together and and uh, seeing all these people must be, and and going to all these events must be a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at, for me, at one and a half hours drive, I get to reach uh, almost all of the uh, all of the country, and uh, yeah, if, uh, almost almost. <laughs> Every weekend, there's some activity uh, on barbecue, which is uh, within uh, one and a half hours' reach. So, uh, yeah. I'm, yeah gonna, I'm moving. I'm moving. <laughs> Good plan. <laughs> <laughs> you, can make you can make podcasts from here. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We'll just, we're doing it with you. So, yeah, we can do it back to the UK yeah. and we yeah. can use the same way. So, yeah, definitely. We're going to book our flights and come over. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if I can bring my barbecue on the airplane. That'd be fun. Oh, sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think Rue's got plenty of can buy. It'll, it'll fit in the overhead compartment. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> That's all I need. Yeah. Okay. No, uh, but uh, I think uh, uh, we have Germany as well, of course. And German people are also uh, really crazy about barbecue. And uh, I think that, that German teams coming to the Netherlands, a Dutch team going to Germany, it's... Yeah, it's really spreading. I think it, uh, in January we had the KCBS in Italy, uh, which is the first one of the season, of course. Uh, wow. It's kind of like a midwinter thing. So you see the Italians are getting a little bit involved as well. Yeah. French people are still a bit, uh, yeah, they're not, they're <laughs> kind of, um, I, I, I know I know everybody in the UK just loves French people. Uh <laughs> You can't you can't but smoke you can't smoke, smoke snails snail. in the barbecue. <laughs> no. Smoke frog legs. We haven't done. We're only yet, joking. We? We're only joking. No, yeah. I don't think any French people are listening right now. <laughs> at least I hope so. No, but uh, there are there are some uh, barbecue enthusiasts out there in France and uh, which I've connected with. But uh, if you see that uh, their community is not big enough yet to really start putting out uh, barbecue competitions and. Um, um, but uh, they're also really proud, just like the Italians, by the way, but they're also really proud about their own way of cooking. And that doesn't leave a lot of room for, uh, uh, yeah, barbecue style of cooking. 
and uh, yeah, when they get their their heads around to it and um, around it, and uh, some of them have, then uh, I, I'm I'm sure they will love it, because yeah, I, uh, what's not to love about barbecue? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. We've even seen it. I mean, spread as far as like, Hungary. I mean, Tiny and we're only saying a couple of weeks ago they just. Uh, Ian, they're just back from uh, Hungary and they're just saying how the barbecue scene's growing over there and, and getting so big over there and, and every time they go back it just seems like it, like you said it is like a, a virus and it is infecting it is infecting us all it's spreading across the world and, and uh, everyone's everyone seems to be loving it yeah yeah and, and uh, it's the same way like you guys reach out to me um, you can reach out to someone in the barbecue community ask him questions ask him for support and you will most likely be able to get get some support. And if you're competing in a different country, if you need something, there's always someone willing to help you out. And uh, yeah, that's a, that's really great about the barbecue yeah. community, and that's why people want to get involved. It really seems like a big family. It is like that, and you, you like you just said, you summed up. You reach out to people all over the world, and everyone seems more than happy to just to help out or to come on and, and chat and or whatever it may be. I mean, like that was a great example. What you said about when you like competition teams going abroad. And I mean, we know there was a team that came on here, uh, the smoking Yankees Belfast that are going over to America to compete in the Royal. And, uh, and for them, that was a bit a, a huge thing. And, and, uh, getting over there was a massive cost to them. And, and yeah, and, and a lot of teams sort of, uh, reached into their own pockets and, uh, and a lot of people over there helped them out with sourcing meat and sourcing rubs and and all sorts yeah. and smokers and and it just it is really just one big family as you said and uh, and yes it's, it is a beautiful thing. Yeah, 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 and I, I think if uh, uh, if if that wasn't there uh, in barbecue, then it would just be cooking meat, and um, yeah, that that then it then it wouldn't be barbecue and because. Uh, I do love the really, I really do love the great food, but being a part of a community and uh, sharing your hobby and your enthusiasm, that just adds to it so much that, uh, yeah, without it, it wouldn't be what it is now. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree with you there. As Dan said a minute ago, like the barbecue scene's just taking off like absolutely everywhere. Um, like barbecue restaurants are popping up here, there, and everywhere as well over here now. Have you got much of a barbecue restaurant scene over there? Yeah, there. Um, well, uh, we have a food trucks. I, I think you you have them as well. Um, we, so we have a lot of food trucks festival, which not, not are all really great in barbecue. By the way, uh, they do good burgers, but uh, some are really great. And I think we have some uh, some people from the barbecue community who start their own restaurant, who start barbecue restaurants. In the bigger cities, uh, they do really well. They they take the traditional American barbecue, not uh, take any shortcuts, but really put in the effort. And um, yeah, and that's fantastic. If you visit a barbecue restaurant like that, it's always a joy. It's always a joy. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, like I say, it's a joy when you yeah. go to one who's nailed it perfectly and got got some like really great, authentic tasting barbecue food there. Yeah, because uh, uh, you you all had the experience where you went to a restaurant that pretended to have a good barbecue food, and uh, and you went home disappointed and started avoiding these restaurants. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think there are more restaurants to avoid than uh, to visit. <laughs> 
Yeah. And you mentioned burgers. I just want to shout out to the the beefy boys who just went over and smashed it at the World Food Championships uh, in in Vegas. I think so. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they were they were in first place after the first day, and uh, and again did really well on the second day. So well done. They're invited back for another year next year. So they did really well. Well done, guys. So just a quick shout out there. Uh, but yeah, uh, well, we are at the and we're approaching the hour mark. So I'm gonna step in and, and call it a day there. Uh, thank you very much for coming on, Rule. Yeah, it was a pleasure for me. Uh, great that you guys want to have me on your show. Yeah, no, it's been fantastic having you on, and, and I'm sure we could go on for another hour yeah, and keep talking. Keep talking and talking. Easily. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, uh, maybe, maybe save that for a part two. Yeah. Maybe save that yeah. for a part two. We'll catch oh, up. Uh, yeah, that's a great idea. And we're, uh, we're looking at doing some, some of the competitions in, uh, in Europe this year and coming across and not competing, but just coming over and, and uh, meeting yeah. some of the guys and, and uh, mingling because we're, we're putting on a KCBS competition here in the UK uh, next year, so uh, this season coming up. So it'd be nice to come over and chat to some of the other guys and and stuff yeah. like that. So we might see you uh, when we're exploring. Yeah, when you're getting getting in the Netherlands or Germany, just make sure uh, you let me know. Definitely, we'll do, we'll do, bro. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much. Thank you. Chat and soon. Hopefully uh, next time. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, definitely. Just before you go, could you just tell everyone where they can find you on social media and websites, etc. Yeah, sure. Uh, just Google Pitmaster X. Um, so that's on YouTube. That's Barbecue Pitmaster X uh, connected. And Facebook, Barbecue Pitmaster X. And then Barbecue is uh, BBQ, of course. Um, and uh, so mainly my videos are on YouTube and on uh, Facebook. But if you want to, you can also look me up on Instagram. If you go to my website, www.pitmasterx.com, there you will find all my social media. Awesome. So, Fantastic. Thanks very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you, bro. Chat to you soon. And you. Bye. Bye. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. We've recorded yet another awesome podcast to get you over hump day. Big edit. Well, it was awesome. Um, as always, <laughs> we're brought to you by ProQ, by Kamara Joe and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ's dedicated to not this, and free advice for beginners to masters. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. So if you're thinking about buying one to upgrade for charcoal cabinet smokers, check them out over at Max Barbecue. And barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue and supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning barbecue rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the United States and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Regardless of how you cook, whether it's on charcoal, wood, gas, or electric, the real taste of barbecue can be yours all year round. And Kamada Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. As you heard in this podcast today, we talked about some of those innovations. From smoking, roasting, searing, Kamada Joe's is the premium ceramic grill chosen by Michelin star chefs and barbecue enthusiasts alike. Get the great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out kamadajoe.co.uk and on Facebook and Twitter. And last but not least, Smokewood Shack Deliver quality smoking wood every time they provide the smoky goodness you provide the talent so if you're looking for smoking wood chunks dust chips or planks head on over to smokewoodshack.com or you can find them on twitter under smokewood shack so goodbye from me and goodbye from the best barbecue chef chef ever i'm the best barbecue cook on this podcast by far